0: Welcome to the Vascular Forum Podcast. My name is Agla Kavilunayta.
1: And my name is Melina Wigalafini.
0: This month's European Journal of Vascular and Endovascular Surgery editor's choice is Mortality and Major Amputation After Revascularization in Octogenarians Versus Non-Octogenarians with Chronic Limb-Threatening Ischemia. A Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis by Dr. Lena Wubeke and Colleagues. This paper addresses an increasing reality in our everyday practice – the challenge of octogenarian and even nonagenarian patients with chronic limb-threatening ischemia. More than 200 million people worldwide suffer from PAD, and this number is rapidly increasing in both high-income and mid- and low-income countries. Overall, aging of the population contributes to elderly and more complex patients developing limb-threatening stages of the disease. The treatment choices in these patients include the conservative palliative approach, primary amputation, endovascular, open, or hybrid revascularization. This paper is welcome in adding knowledge in this setting. What was the precise aim of the study?
1: The aim, as stated by the authors, was to analyze the differences in clinical outcomes, such as major amputation and overall survival after revascularization, between octogenarians and patients aged under 80 years.
0: The design was a systematic review and meta-analysis. Can you give us more details about the methods?
1: The authors followed the PRISMA guidelines. They made a literature search in the Medline, Embase, and Cochrane Library databases up to February 2019, selecting studies involving patients with chronic limb-threatening ischemia all types of primary revascularization, reporting limb salvage, major amputation, or mortality after one-year follow-up, and which defined a separate group of patients aged 80 years and beyond. The authors assessed the methodological quality of each study using the Newcastle-Ottawa scale.
0: What were the primary and secondary endpoints of the study?
1: The primary outcomes were one-year mortality, one-year major amputation, and one-year amputation-free survival meta-analysis was performed comparing these outcomes in octogenarians and patients aged under 80. Secondarily, intergroup comparisons in the octogenarian group were performed to assess mortality between revascularization and conservative treatment or primary amputation respectively, and between endovascular and open revascularization.
0: How many papers and patients did the authors finally include in their study?
1: They included 21 papers in the systematic review published between 2004 and 2018 with a total of 18,517 patients from 12 different countries. All studies were observational, 19 retrospective and 2 prospective, 3 multicenter, and the rest single-center reports, 6 investigated endovascular revascularization only, 6 surgical techniques only and 9 both. 5 studies included a conservative approach and 4 primary amputations as well. 12 of the 21 studies, including 17,118 patients, were selected in the comparative meta-analysis after excluding the 9 papers with only octogenarians and no available data comparing age groups.
0: Okay, let's start with the first outcome, one-year mortality.
1: 7 of the 12 studies included in the meta-analysis reported one-year mortality data, with 1,238 octogenarians and 3,695 non-octogenarians. The pooled mortality rates were 32% and 17% respectively, with an odds ratio of 2.52 increased mortality for octogenarians. Mortality in octogenarians was similar after open and endovascular techniques. The grade quality rating was low for this outcome.
0: And what about one-year major amputation?
1: Eight studies reported this outcome, with 6,016 octogenarians and 10,032 non-octogenarians. The pooled amputation rates were 12% and 15% respectively, with no significant difference. Amputation rates were comparable after endo- and surgical revascularization within both age groups. The age rating was very low for this outcome.
0: In one year amputation-free survival?
1: Five studies reported this last outcome, with 1,191 octogenarians and 3,518 non-octogenarians pooled amputation-free survival was 64% and 69% respectively, with an odds ratio of one55 of lower amputation-free survival for octogenarians. The grade rating was very low for this outcome.
0: What about the subgroup analysis for conservative treatment?
1: Three studies included in the meta-analysis reported mortality data after conservative treatment for 160 octogenarians and 153 non-octogenarians. The numbers are small, and so the results must be interpreted with caution. Mortality was increased with an odds ratio of 3 for patients treated conservatively. In the comparison of only octogenarians treated conservatively, 160, versus revascularized, 336, mortality was again higher for the former, with an odds ratio of 1.76. The great quality rating was very low for these outcomes. Careful here, these are observational, non-randomized studies, there is obviously a selection bias in which patients were chosen to undergo open or endo and which were managed conservatively. These last patients had a higher risk of dying, but that was probably intrinsic to the choice of conservative treatment. Many, if not all, of these patients were probably in a terminal state or too sick to undergo any procedure, including a primary amputation, and were palliated.
0: And the subgroup analysis for primary amputation.
1: Two studies reported mortality after primary amputation, with 27 octogenarians and 36 non-octogenarians, and there was no difference between age groups. Comparing 27 octogenarians who were treated by primary amputation and 227 octogenarians who underwent revascularization, no significant difference was found in one-year mortality. The grade rating was very low for these outcomes.
0: The authors conclude that in octogenarians with chronic limb-threatening ischemia, a substantial one year mortality rate of 32% was found after revascularization, with comparable amputation rates between both age groups. How do these findings impact clinical practice?
1: Hmm, it makes sense that octogenarians have a considerable risk of short-term mortality. After all, life expectancy is around 83 years at best in some countries. When you add a serious illness with grim prognosis like PAD, in its worst manifestation, chronic limb-threatening ischemia, Mortality can only be high, obviously higher than in younger patients, as a mean. It is encouraging that revascularization techniques do not fare worse in this age group in terms of limb salvage. Thus, the art lies in making the right choice for each patient, assessing his or her frailty, life expectancy, clinical stability or progression, surgical risk, and revascularization options. It is interesting that open and endo techniques had comparable one-year mortality and amputation rates, so the choice should be based on the technical feasibility of each as well as the clinical factors I just mentioned. The results of this study are not practice-changing, but the added knowledge is welcome and should be discussed in the process of informed consent.
0: The authors add that only low-quality evidence could be obtained because only observational studies were available.
1: Yes, great quality rating was low or very low for all outcomes. Observational studies carry selection bias inherently and are not ideal to test superiority of one modality of treatment over another. They offer data to derive hypotheses for further research. Most of the studies included in this systematic review were retrospective as well, increasing the risk of information bias. The study highlights the lack of robust data about conservative treatment or primary amputation and its outcomes, and lack of patient-reported outcome measures. These are essential to really grasp the clinical benefit, or lack of it, of the different treatment options in this particularly fragile patient subgroup. Quality of life studies should be included systematically among the outcomes.
0: Thank you, Melina. We encourage you to read the full text paper in the European Journal of Vascular and Endovascular Surgery, Year 2020, Volume 60, Issue 2, pages 231 to 241. It is open access, so available for everyone.
1: Thank you, Agla. We will be back with next month's Editor's Choice paper.
0: And remember, you can find all of our podcasts in SoundCloud, Spotify, and the EJVS Vascular
1: Forum webpage. Have a great month, everybody.
0: Take care. Bye.